It's about time for Pitt to start looking elsewhere at quarterback. I'm going to talk about why Keaton Slovis is the main problem with the Pitt offense and why they need to look at other options. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbairn. Today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Host your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash college. Folks, terms and conditions apply. Now, folks, Pitt lost to Louisville. They went to Louisville. They come away with a 24-10 loss and one of the more uglier performances I have seen offensively from a Pitt team in some time. Uh, certainly, um, since the Sean Watson era, I think we are talking about this was a disaster of sorts for the Panthers. Israel Abanikanda still looked good, but how many times in this game did Pitt drive down to the inside the 30-yard line or so? And more importantly... When you look at what Pitt did in those 30 to the to the red zone area, it was a disaster. It, it was a complete unmitigated disaster. They drove the ball extremely well in the first half. I thought that that wasn't the issue. I thought that they were able to actually get success in between, they say, the 20 and the 30, 25, 25, whatever you want to say. But this is certainly one of the biggest issues to me about anything when we talk about Pitt's offense. It has been their red zone woes. They haven't been a good red zone team really all year. Um, they haven't been a good third down team all year. And, and this was something that made them really, really potent last year was they were very efficient in the red zone and they were really, really good on third down too. That hasn't been the case this year. And a large part of it is that they get themselves into the kind of weird third down scenarios. Sometimes it's a false start or holding penalty that will push them back from third and two to third and seven. But they end up in that medium area a lot by running the football on early downs. And then it's forced onto Keaton Slovis to make the play. And he just has not proven to be able to make those plays. He is not. And this is the thing I keep coming back to. I understand that the strength of your offense is most certainly in Abanikanda, Hammond, and the running backs. I also understand this is probably a better run-blocking unit on the offensive line than it is a pass-blocking unit. But let's also keep this in mind. There is no confidence right now in Keen Slovis to run this offense. I just don't see an offensive coordinator that is telling me he is extremely confident in what his guy is doing out there. I, I don't see it. I see an offensive coordinator that is calling risk-averse plays, trying to help his quarterback as much as he can. The issue has consistently been, though, 
there just has not been anything that has seemingly helped Keaton Slovis. A good running game hasn't seemed to help him much. The play-action pass hasn't really helped him that much. Honestly, when you look at Keaton Slovis, what's actually going to end up helping Keaton Slovis? You try to simplify reads, and then he starts to get into a rhythm, and then he makes a crazy pass, and then you're right back to where you were. Keaton Slovis has struggled mightily this year, and it just doesn't feel like there's any confidence from this team in him. I mean, when you look at the play-action versus non-play-action plays, the efficiency isn't all that different. He hasn't thrown a touchdown off play-action yet this year. He's obviously got no rushing threat. He's not a guy that is going to defeat you with his legs, so you don't really have to worry about it. He hasn't really made a ton of big-time throws this year. He's a guy that continuously, to me, has just not played well. He has consistently underachieved reading his progressions. He's underachieved in terms of the pocket management and the and the pocket pressure. Like he every time he gets under pressure, it feels like Slovis certainly almost crumbles. When you talk about him under pressure, folks, we're talking about a guy that's got a completion percentage of 45% with four picks and two touchdowns. He hasn't been good in these circumstances. He's been really bad against pressure. And another thing that I look at with pressure is his averaged up the targets 12 yards under pressure. It doesn't actually feel like he has competent feel of his hot routes or his protections or how he should be reacting to different situations. I've never felt confident in Keen Slovis' ability to actually deal with pressure correctly. And that hasn't happened. And he's run himself into pressure, which is another thing to me that when you look at Pittman, that's been a big issue for this team. This team really hasn't been able to truly get going because when you look at the at the team, they run themselves into bad penalties and Slovis gets bad sacks. And he doesn't seem to hit the hot route. He doesn't seem to be able to work from one read to the other. He makes careless decisions where he just misses guys wide open. The, the, the one, obviously, the interception, the first one where he had Carter wide open in the flat. What are you doing, right? That one doesn't make much sense. It really doesn't make much sense. And so you look at this team, and it's like, what's going on this year? What is going on with this team thus far? They've not played well. They've not. And then... You look at at Slovis as a whole and his deep passing ability it just hasn't been there this year. And the shots they have taken, the reason they haven't taken them, he hasn't been good in those situations. The second pick wasn't much better. 
And he hasn't been proficient intermediate to short like maybe he should be. He hasn't been up to snuff. And, and Slovis himself has been credited with 11 sacks. He sacked himself 11 times this year. That's really bad. That's the worst in the ACC by that mark. He's just really hurt this offense, and there's no confidence from the top, in my opinion. It doesn't look like Frank Zanay trusts his guy to go through his reads, to call early down passes, to, to try and mix up the play sequencing much because he feels like Keaton Slowis is going to mess this up somehow, and he honestly isn't wrong. And I think that's why when you look at it, you got to give him a shot. I want to keep talking about that as well along the lines of why I think Keaton Slovis and his clock is really, really ticking. I know Narduzzi said that he is the best quarterback of the team, but I think that clock is ticking and ticking very, very fast. But first, folks, I want to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs because these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you could check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Folks, all you have to do is add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. All you have to do is use simple tools like screening questions that can help you focus on the right skills and people that you want. It's why businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, and you can finish the year strong by finding the right team member. LinkedIn jobs, folks, helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. And when you do it, you come away satisfied. And folks, make sure to check out LinkedIn Jobs by using the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. You can go to LinkedIn.com slash LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. It's LinkedIn.com slash LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, folks. Welcome back here to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We're continuing to discuss Keaton Slovis and why... Pitt should probably, to be quite honest with you, look to see what Nick Patty or Nate Yernell can bring to the table. And, and the big part of it is that this is guy is a veteran that you know has struggled, was really bad last year, and he's hurt this team exponentially. It doesn't feel like Frank Signetti has confidence in his quarterback. And, and there's many issues with the offense, right? Uh, I'll say it first. The fumble by Rodney Hammond was a big issue. These wide receivers aren't particularly good to me. Um, you look at the wide receiver room, man. Jared Wayne's the only short thing I like cut out in Mumfield. I think he has stuff in there. But outside of those two to me, and, and Mumfield's no short thing either right now, I think that there's just not a lot there right now. There really isn't, especially after Jaden Bradley leaves in the portal. I mean, it's a rough patch for this receiver room right now. And then you look to the offensive line, which has really struggled. Guys like Marcus Miner. Man, Marcus Miner was a stalwart last year, super solid. He has not been good this year. You look at this offensive line, and they have really hurt this team, too, just not protecting their quarterback enough. And, and you know, it, it is something to put into perspective is that, man, Slovis has been really rocked this year. A lot of it's due to him, but also that offensive line just has not played well. Um, that has to be said. Man, Frank Signetti at times, too. I mean, again, I don't think he's the biggest problem. Some people will tell you he is the biggest problem. I get that. But I don't think he is. 
And and you'll hear the talk of Pat Narduzzi uh, pushing out Mark Whipple and and all of that, and essentially corroding an offense that was one of the best in the nation last year and pulling it back and stripping it back. Listen, I don't blame him for wanting to move on from Mark Whipple. I understand why he did it. Mark Whipple's not a great offensive coordinator. Great quarterback mind, great quarterback guru. Good offensive coordinator, play caller? I don't think so. The two years previous to last year, not great. All of a sudden, he has the Jimmys and the Joes to do whatever he wants. He has Jordan Addison. He has Kenny Pickett. He has Lucas Kroll. He has Taysier Mack, Jared Wayne. He has Gavin Bartholomew. He has Izzy Abani Canada. He has Rodney Hammond. He has all these names that are just there, that are so solid, that can make an impact in so many different ways. It's hard not to win with that unit. That's a really, really loaded offense. I mean, that is, is something you have to consider with that. I don't think it's a blame for him to push out Mark Whipple. I think it's a bad look that he gloated about it all offseason and now looks to be eating crow. I don't think he wants to run the ball this much either. I think he likes the run-first approach. I think he likes a pro offense that finds a balance. But I also think that this is forced. Like, let's be real here. This is a forced type of run-first because the strength of this team when you look at it from an outsider's perspective, if you're Frank Signetti right now, and you saw your team throughout the spring, the summer, and, and coming through, and what we know about this team now, what we know about Keenan Slovis, what we know about the receivers, the O-line, can you blame him for running the football a lot as much as he does? I don't think you can. I don't think that's a fundamental issue. I think it's the way they have to win. Their best players are in the backfield. It's a Banny Kanda and Hammond. And they have a good fullback. They have good run blocking unit. It makes sense to run the football a lot with this offense because it's where their strength is. The quarterback can't do anything right now. There's no trust in the quarterback. The receivers don't separate a lot. They can't pass protect. So, yeah, I mean, Frank today makes some dumb play calls. His play sequencing at times is, is all over the place. The second half was bad. He didn't really adapt much. I didn't seem to get a drop back game going consistently. I thought he caught a really good first half, though. I thought the game plan was there. I thought the players didn't execute. I think the players have a big, big, big input on this about being an issue. And so he's an issue. There's no doubt about it. Is he the main issue? I don't think so. I think the quarterback's a big issue. And because there's, to me, with Frank Signetti, when I look at how he's calling these plays, man, there's a lack of confidence Within this system, there is a lack of cohesiveness in this system. And overall, there is a lack of confidence in this team's passing game. And that's the big problem. And, and it's warranted. But if you don't have confidence in the quarterback to go out there and execute it, then he's probably not the quarterback you want playing. And that's my thing is... What else do you have to lose here? Slovis has regressed each week, it feels like. He's gotten worse, not better. His last good game was against Tennessee in the first half. He hasn't put together a full game of good football yet. First half against West Virginia was bad. Second half was much better. First half of Tennessee, cool, that was really good. 
Then he's out, misses the Western Michigan game, comes against Rhode Island, not impressive, but that felt like a game plan for us. Georgia Tech, he's bad. Virginia Tech, he's bad. Is he been in Canada? Luckily, is able to carry them. And he's really bad against Louisville. And he's probably the main reason they lose that game. So it's hard to paint the blame on just the one guy, but he's a massive issue. And maybe Pat Narduzzi's right. Maybe he is the best option at quarterback. That's a scary thought. But maybe he is. But what does a healthy Nick Patty look like? We saw him for, what, one or two drives maybe, and then he suffered a high ankle sprain and played hobble the rest of the game. What does Nate Yernell look like if you give him a full workload? He was impressive against Western Michigan, and it's a Western Michigan, and they handicapped him, and they held his hand the whole way. But shouldn't you try figuring out maybe what you have there at some point? What do you have in the youngster? Keen Slovis is just not giving this team enough right now. He's not giving them enough to justify it. There's no confidence up to that top level. And that's on Pat Narduzzi for not being adaptive enough to change and open to that. I think you have to be open to that change. He just hasn't proven enough right now to to clinch a spot in the hold there. And I'm going to keep talking about this. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Sweat Block because, folks, if you sweat and you play sports and you're active in it or whatever, you may need a sweat block because it can save you from all those sweat stains and from smelling with all that BO and all of that. Sweat block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. And folks, if you or someone you love is experiencing these awful, awful sweat patches with sweat, odor, whatever, you need to try sweat block. Save 20% with a promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Folks, it's available on Amazon as well. Make sure to check out Sweatblock. Use the promo code locked on. You can get 20% off at sweatblock.com. All right, everybody. Let, let's talk about this offense moving forward. Pitt's going to have to figure something out, right? Right now, it looks like they're out of it. Completely. They're they're technically not. They're technically not. And the coach was bad enough to where maybe if they get right, they aren't. But they go to North Carolina next week. And I'm supposed to have confidence in this offense to compete with Drake May and that UNC offense, even if the defense plays great. And the defense played really, really well against Louisville. Let's not lose sight of this. This is a pretty good pit defense. Yeah, they have their issues, and, and they have their moments where they allow explosive plays, but that's the Pat Narduzzi scheme. We know this is going to happen. They held Louisville to 17 points. That should be a win every day. It really should be. They only finally start to give up stuff once they get tired out because this offense can't sustain drives at points. This is a offense that is holding the team back, and, and a huge part of it, is the offense. This offense just absolutely is stagnant. It is a one-dimensional, one-trick pony offense, and there's nothing that looks like it's going to change. I think that Frank Signetti has fixed some of the play-calling issues. I think he's done a nice job of making 
the under center game work together as a cohesive unit between the play action and the run action. I think he's made linebackers think twice about what's happening. I would like to see him get the tight ends involved more. I think that's something he can do and, and emphasize them over the receivers because I think he might have a strength the tight end with Carter Johnson and Gavin Bartholomew, certainly with Bartholomew. But I think that's something that he's going to have to work through. But again, there's just no confidence in the passing game at any level. The schematics, the basic schematics are cool at this point. I think the play sequencing needs work. And I think the overall ability to adapt to what's happening needs to work. But this offense's outlook is bleak. It, it really is. And if you're not willing to change quarterbacks, what's going to change? What is realistically going to change? I know we know that Keaton Slovis has done it before. Last time he did it, maybe it was 2020. He wasn't really that good in 2020. The 29, man, 2019 is a long time ago. And in that time period, he suffered concussions, an elbow injury, a shoulder injury. He suffered lots of injuries. Are we sure the same arm that was there in 2019 is still there? I'm not sure. I'm not saying Keaton Slovis's arm isn't that good. What I am saying is I'm not sure he has the howlitzer he did in 2019, which made his propensity to throw in those tight windows actually work because he's just an, he was just an insane talent and could win with arm talent. I'm not sure he can do that anymore. He can do it at times. Throw to Gavin Thompson, for example, was an absolute dime. But I'm not sure he can do it anymore. Slovis is truly a guy that just doesn't have confidence in his processing, in his pocket presence, in his supporting cast. It really feels like this offensive game plan was built around making Keenan Slovis come through when he still couldn't execute. And that, to me, is where the issue comes in. If you can't 100% work around what they are giving you on a silver platter, then I think you have a lot to worry about as a quarterback. Keaton Slovis has just struggled so much. He's lacking going through his progressions. He's not having the good pocket presence. And the trust overall in himself isn't there. Keaton Slovis is largely the biggest thing holding this offense back right now. There are other factors. I've said that before, but Slovis has to do the basic things. He hasn't been able to do them. He hasn't been able to do the basic things to just game manage, right? All they're really asking him to be is a game manager. Really hasn't been able to do it. He's been a massive, massive issue for this team. There's really no other way to put it other than that. And so I think it's time that they look at other options. And again, Slovis very well may be the best quarterback on this team. And that's Pat Narduzzi and the staff's fault for not realizing that they should have had another quarterback. They shouldn't have gone after Keaton Slovis. That's a talent evaluation fault, if that's true. There's no way this man should be the best quarterback on your team. And so Slovis has to either get right this week because he's going to have the opportunity. Clearly, Pat Narduzzi reaffirmed that. 
he's either got to get it right or it's time to look elsewhere. It really is. And so, Caden Slovis has just not looked anything like his 2019 self since that year. And so, I think we can shelf that Keaton Slovis coming back ever. Um, but you just need competent Keaton Slovis. You need something to make him look like a game manager. It hasn't happened yet. And if it doesn't happen soon, maybe Nick Pattern 8 or now could be that. That's really what Pitt needs. That is really what Pitt needs. Keen Slovis right now is frankly killing them. And that's the biggest thing. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with Locked On Crossover Edition with Isaac Shade of Locked On Tar Heels as we discuss the UNC matchup this upcoming weekend. It'll be a big matchup for Pitt if they want to stay alive in the coastal race. Folks, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked On Pitt podcast. And as we end it, as always, hail to